Welcome everyone to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming the show, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, if you're digging the show, please subscribe, leave us a kind rating, share it with your friends, whatever it takes to get the Chompcast name out there. We have a special show today uh, for the Chompcast as we are talking Destiny 2 on PC. So a little more Destiny 2 again, a little Cuphead. Uh, I got a Switch that I want to talk to you guys about as long as we'll talk a little Mario Odyssey. Um, Stranger Things. The BioBreak article this week is a pretty cool article that revolves around a new species of bird that was discovered. And the topic of the week um, is conferences like E3, Comic-Con, stuff like that, um, which is brought to us this week by our very special guest, um, our good friend and Overwatch master, which I will introduce first, so she doesn't have to sit here in awkward silence and listen to us introduce everyone else. Angela Lee is here. Hello, Angela. Hi. Angela. <laughs> we are glad you're here today. How are you doing? It's been a while. It's a couple months since we had you on. Yeah, I have. Um, I'm good. You know, just being in America and not Canada. <laughs> yeah, people can't see that because um, they're not. Uh, we, we have webcams. That's how we try to keep the conversation more natural. But you're, it looks like you're traveling. You're broadcasting from a hotel. So, so. Yeah, like the Wi-Fi is okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, and the cool thing is, you know, we'll be recording the audio. So. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you made time for us on your journey. Uh, we'd love to have you talk Destiny, of course, which is like your big, uh, your big thing along with Overwatch. And um, it's going to be fun to catch up with you because we had you on a couple months ago, right before Destiny dropped. So this is sort of like a yeah. post-mortem. It's been out for a while now. and People have a lot to say about it. <laughs> uh, we hope you have a lot to say as well. So thank you for being here. Um, I will introduce the rest of the crew here real quickly. Uh, from Japan, a man who stayed up way too late getting wasted and binge-watching Stranger Things Season 2. Shay Layton is here. How you doing, Shay? Good. I got wasted because I... I don't know. I didn't get wasted. What the fuck are you talking about? I was just You watching. said your teachers <laughs> invited you... Well, you said your teacher friends dinner. invited you out to We had to dinner. Come. Oh, I thought you were drinking it. Oh, I know, okay. and I just ate dinner. I ate dinner. I had, I had Stingray last night for the first mm. time. Mm, interesting. Good. Like a soup version of it, or, yeah. or just like straight up stingray? Oh, I I held it, and its name is Johnny. No, I it's just I'm sorry. It's just the fin. It's the fin. Like they they t- they peel off the skin and they grill the fin, and then you mm. eat it and you dip it in some like mayo mixed with soy sauce and ground red pepper. It was actually really good. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds delicious. <laughs> is that? <laughs> I'd imagine it tastes like shark, probably. It, yeah, it tastes very similar, and it felt good because I felt like I got revenge for Steve Irwin. Oh, God. oh okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. The memory Thank of you, Steve Shane. Irwin. <laughs> you're just, you're continuing this cycle. <laughs> That's true. In another 10 years, we're going to lose someone yeah. beloved, too. <laughs> well, I like how I, sh- right. I said... I set Shay up to talk a little Stranger Things, and he went into eating a stingray. But we'll go with that. So, uh, thank you for being oh, here, Shay. Season two's good. Season two's good. It's good. Well, we'll get to a little bit of that later. We'll let you get some of that out of your system. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here. And of course, from Texas, our next co-host. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I normally start off with a joke or some kind, and try to frazzle uh, my good friend Anthony Fisher, aka Fish, as we call him. 
you know, I try to frazzle him, kind of throw him off his game for fun. But today's a special day because it's Destiny and it's Firekeeper, um, our good friend. You know, I, I wanted to give him a break a little bit. So thanks for being on the show, Fish. Wow. I, 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 I don't know how to respond to that. So but I'm so frazzled. I'm so frazzled. But I did want to say, because um, this is such a, a cool occasion, um, this is a true story, Angela. And uh, I know this just because I'm his best friend and, you know, we're really close um, because he's such oh, a big no. fan of yours. He actually he took a screenshot of that Instagram photo of you cosplaying cat from Gravity Rush. And it's his wallpaper on his phone and his home PC <laughs> as well. So it's, uh, he wants to have you everywhere he goes. You're trying to get wow, me to with my wife. start a Patreon and do posters and stuff and Fish can buy all of them. Yeah, we got Patreon. There you go. I feel better about supporting you instead of, you know, just (laughs) creepily just pasting (laughs) your photo on my phone. It's it's a fish is a sweet guy, so it's not as creepy as it sounds, I promise. Or it's much creepier than it I don't know. It's one of the two. So Um Either way not creepy. Definitely not creepy. Uh yeah, and on that note, that was my smooth transition to say that, you know, uh, we love uh, Angelina, A.K. Angelina, um, Angelina, you're not Angelina, uh, Angela's uh, f- Instagram page, over 11,000 followers now, I noticed, for you, which is yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's the D2 hype. Honestly, a lot of people I know that are, like, Destiny accounts have, like, just blown up hmm. and stuff. Like, I have I a know. friend, and his, like, Instagram is, like, that evolved Jedi, and I, I knew him when he had, like... I don't know, like a hundred followers, and he has about like almost forty k now, and it's really insane. Hmm. Well, well, yeah, your two biggest interests I see on there regular is Overwatch and Destiny, and those are like the two biggest things going right now. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I like branch out and play new stuff like Fortnite, whatever. But it just doesn't like catch my interest as much, you know. Hmm. Yeah, and you know the podcast, so you don't have to talk about new crap every couple weeks. You can just you know enjoy Destiny forever, like fish. So. It's kindred, kindred destiny spirits, but uh, yeah, she has an awesome Instagram page. If you want to follow it, it's it's Firekeeper, right? At Instagram. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, thanks for being here, Fish, and uh, you almost escaped that one. I'm sorry. Oh, um, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad to be um, here. We are happy to have you, my friend. Uh, and of course, from Michigan, um, if Shay is addicted to Stranger Things and Tinder, and Fish is addicted to Destiny and vaping. And I, General Mountain Time, Morgan Barnes uh, from Montana, am addicted to Hershey Pies and reruns of The Office. And, and our next, <laughs> our next co-host, Josh, is I addicted don't to want to hear addicted about to watching addiction to I, alcohol. I was up, Josh. Morgan, I would, I, would, I don't, <laughs> I would, have a problem. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Josh just answered it for us. Um, I was actually just going to say you're addicted to watching us all destroy our lives. Mm-hmm. From the inside out, vicariously from the outside. So that's what I was going for. Well, I mean, there's that too. <laughs> but I mean, sure, alcohol works if you want to take the generic answer. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for being here, Josh. We love you greatly. Uh, flipped it around, introduced you last today. But we have, we have an awesome show, and we will get right into it. Topic of the show is conferences. Um, so as I always mentioned, I give each guest a chance to bring a topic to the show and introduce it and kind of, you know, what their mindset was and I guess wanting to talk about it for whatever reason, no matter how silly or cool it is. And this one is an interesting one. Uh, conferences is what our good friend 
uh, Angela decided she wanted to talk about. So take it away, Angela. I'll let you set up the topic here. Um, I think one that I've always wanted to go to is BlizzCon, and I think that one's in LA. And I think it was in November this year, but yeah, like I think you know, like all the pro players go out there, like all the cosplayers go out there, like you know, Blizzard introduces like, um, like special skins they have at those kind of events, and I would always want to go, or probably some sort of like maybe like comic-con new york or something like that like one of the bigger ones because mm. you know i live in canada i don't get to go to any like the bigger kind of comic cons. so yeah and you never been to any major conferences oh uh, not really and this might be interesting like for for fish or anybody else who likes destiny but i went to Des- destiny con this year and it's it wasn't that good no, it wasn't. Mm. I saw a lot of pictures, no, of um, pictures. posing with guardians. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the second one. They had one last year and shit. Apparently, this one was like way better than last year and like way more organized. But honestly, I went there and it wasn't super organized and there just wasn't much to do. Like, you have like what? Like, I'd say, I want to say like 4,000 like awkward kids in like Destiny t shirts. You got to like give them something to do, right? So, a lot of them were just kind of like standing there. I mean, they had like, you know, like famous streamers and people come by, you know, to get like meet and greets going, but there wasn't much to do. And you'd think that like a place like that would have lots of like Destiny merch for sale. They didn't. They had like nothing. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah, there, I mean that's it was kind of just like, you know, meeting the streamers and that was kind of about it to be honest. Yeah. Weird. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that was tough when you brought it up. I was thinking about I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I know when I was a kid, like E3 was like really appealing to me, like the idea of going to E3, but now as an adult, oh, yeah, like, yeah. an adult like like this year me and Josh, we just huddled around and watched all the press conferences uh on the computer and it was just as interesting because that's where all the cool stuff is happening like when you were younger it was like this cool idea of all these reveals or being on the floor and playing a new game but like now like the idea of playing a game like a demo of a game a couple months before it comes out doesn't even sound that interesting to me anymore um just because of how much the industry's changed and you can just sit at home and watch the conferences so i i don't know comic-con would be kind of cool just because like if they had a panel like game of thrones or something you know i'd love to see that i could get there in the audience and just scream like a, a crazy fan at Jamie Lannister or Khaleesi or somebody like I I would be that creepy person but um so I think Comic-Con does it like for shows that's the cool thing now I was YouTube like all the panels that people do um and of course PAX looks really cool but yeah for me like E3 was it when I was a kid but now as an adult that I can just get I think the best stuff out of it from home even though I'd still love to go there one day I feel like if we ever made it to E3 as Sword Chomp it would show that we've kind of done something pretty cool like we're all there as friends you know we've accomplished something we're at E3 but um yeah most of it you can get you can enjoy from the comfort of your own home what about you josh when we started talking about like conferences and stuff like that i mean you you just hit on it but i mean e3 was always the huge thing when i was younger because you didn't get to see any of it you heard about it afterwards it was always it was always the huge huge conference for the year for gaming um Mm -hmm. But you heard about it secondhand. You never got to actually see what was going on there. It was all secondhand. Um, and yeah, I feel like we got so much information this year just from the stuff that was available online that I feel like going there to get the announcements is not... I mean, it still sounds neat like just to go hang out with the people there. Yeah, But I feel like... I feel like there are other conferences that are better for for that for going to hang out like like you said, PAX. Yeah, there's just like so you said, many people um, there. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. packs for general gaming. Um, BlizzCon, uh, you mentioned Angela. That's something that um, I've wanted to go to for years. My wife really would love uh, to go to that as well. Um, just you know, pack up, make it a vacation one year or something. Um, all of us <laughs> go to BlizzCon. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like I like some of the more community focused ones. The way BlizzCon is, the way PAX is, um, and that I would yeah. I would love to go to both of those at some point. Uh, so, yeah, everyone's united by like a love of a very similar thing. What What about you, Fish? Um, yeah, I'm the same with you guys. Like E3, growing up, like I've always heard about it, and you know, you hear that that's where they announce all the new games that are coming out. You know, next year or later on that year, and it it just you get so much excitement getting that news from that place. I always thought like, man, it'd be so cool to just experience all that stuff, experience the trailers, get to play some demos firsthand. That that always like resonated to me as as a kid, like the pinnacle of like gaming because you felt like you were just right there in the industry in the thick of it, meeting developers and <clears throat> getting to see all these uh different games that are coming out, new titles and whatnot. Um but yeah, like you guys said, like it's everything is streamed from E3 now. Like it's so yeah. y- you could get all the information that you want. It's it's almost it's almost way too convenient, you know. And like you hear about stories about how like um how it's always packed, especially on the first day. It's almost like it's almost like a mob rush like on Black Friday or something like that where everybody's just trying to get to the, the, all these like game stands and whatnot. It, doesn't sound too appealing to me to be yeah. in the thick of a crowd like that. Yeah, it's social anxiety. All those people crammed in there. Yeah. What What about you, Shay? Yeah. When we were we were talking about like uh, conferences, where did you go on this one? Um, <clears throat> I kind of took it a couple slightly different directions than you guys did. Um, one one that I've always wanted to go to is the Star Trek one, just because mm. I've been very much into Star Trek since uh, my senior year of high school and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like I should always go, and then I don't, and yeah. then I always regret it. Because, you know, I, I wanted to go the last year Leonard Nimoy was there, and I was like, you know, I'll just, I, I need to go, and then I never did, and then he passed away like a year or two later. And then, um, some just like some of those people are getting up there in age, and, um, you know, how many more years are those people going to go? So for me, that I think that's the biggest and main one that I've always wanted to go to would yeah. be the Star Trek one, just because you get to meet many different cast members, um, big and small, or main and side characters. And there's so <laughs> many people there. Oh. Yeah. The I, I meant like, I mean like major roles and minor <laughs> roles, not, not like midgets and, uh, giants. No. Um, and then just like everyone gets super into it, gets super dressed up. And I don't know how far I would go with that per se. It would just be cool yeah. to see, um, people who are more obsessed it, with it than I am, and just kind of grounded yeah. myself a little bit. You, 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 <laughs> yeah. make, you, well, make you feel better about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. With all the years you've put into Klingon, it would really be nice to have someone to finally talk, you know, talk that's to true. and cling on. So <laughs> that's true, yeah. and that's it's for true. some. And you know, this is completely tangential. There are some colleges that teach Klingon, 
weirdly enough. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> moving on from that. Well, I was gonna say that um, um, in, in twenty years from okay. now, there'll be a, uh, there'll be a, you'll probably be carrying your egos into a Stranger Things convention. That's just kind of the way things God, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I'm really getting into that show. But I'm gonna hold off on that talk as much as I want to go <laughs> in on that. Um, but the the other thing I guess that I really thought about is kind of what you guys were alluding to is I really miss that kind of I don't think anonymity is correctly is the correct word but just kind of like mm-hmm. the 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 mystique and the enigma behind a conference not being streamed or not knowing mm. um what's kind of happening there and I remember um before and this is going to be a tie in before Childish Gambino released his newest album he actually had this like three-day festival where all the people who um, went there had to put their phones away and they were locked away and kept safe. And they basically went to this um, like three-day festival of music and it's kind of like a mini Burning Man type of scenario. And no one knew what happened there except the people who went there and what they talked about. There was no footage of it. There was no photography of it. And it's just you heard by word of mouth what happened and mm. he debuted his album and new music and i i really wish i mean i wish some festivals or not festivals some conferences would do that because i get the feeling of the feeling excluded from a conference because you don't have enough money and you still want to be involved in that community hearing about what's releasing and whatnot but at the same time it really it really detracts from the people who go there i mean it takes away from that experience it's the same way as like kind of going to a music concert like if am i going to support an artist if i can just watch their whole concert live on youtube uh, i mean i'm i don't know about you but many many people are less apt to go do that so why would you go to a yeah. conference support those developers check out those new games if it's all just going to be streamed it just doesn't it, it doesn't well compute yeah that's a good point like are you like a memory builder or are you just there for uh, gaining the information or I'll give Angela the final word here and then we can move on. Like when, when you think about these conferences, is it like in particular, is it more of like the, the cosplay in, the interest you like seeing other cosplayers? Is it just the, the being there with the people and just like shaking their hand and me like, what is the biggest appeal for you of, of, of actually being at a conference as opposed to just, you know, covering, checking out coverage or something right. like that. Well, right. I think you guys, right. you know, described it like, exactly. yeah, E3 definitely information based like i want to watch trailers i want to hear about new stuff something like blizzcon like i'd want to go there i want to like meet streamers meet pro pro players meet cosplayers like take pictures like get Mm -hmm. like merchandise Mm -hmm. like it's like a whole experience so like anything that's like information based i guess i would i wouldn't go probably if you went to if you went to a blizzcon would you would you cosplay would you go as somebody or oh yeah probably i mean where else could i possibly do it to be honest like you don't get many opportunities when you don't get you go to that many places so yeah definitely okay that's cool who would you go as if you i put you on the spot what's your number one what are you going to um if i had like resources to be able to like purchase or make whatever i wanted to um sure <laughs> in a perfect world where these things will just be handed <laughs> that's handed. so difficult that's kind of like like oh um you gotta go with your gut you gotta follow probably, your gut. You gotta follow- probably either like a female mccree or anna probably one of those okay female mccree sounds mm-hmm. cool. I, I don't know i would honestly do any of them mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. it's, it's- anyway 
love the designs of Overwatch characters. Yeah, I just want to know oh, where your heart was on that one. Uh, that'd be cool. I could see a female McCree. I could see it. I, mean, they, I could see that as Fish's next wallpaper. Cool. I can see it now. <laughs> I'd buy that poster. There we go. Patreon coming soon, 2018. All right, um, yeah, it's a cool thing to think about. Like just in reflection, I was like, man, I would have killed or done anything to go to E3 as a kid, but now as an adult, for me, that's changed quite a bit. Um, I think all the cosplaying stuff is really cool, but I mean, as someone who doesn't actually cosplay, like I don't know if I would gain as much from it, other than just being like, oh, look at all these people cosplaying. You know, this is inc- this is really <laughs> cool to see. But <laughs> that sounded dumb. Look at all these people cosplaying. No, but I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, for me. So it's just changed a lot. The environment's changed a lot. But I would still love the experience to walk next to Fish and Josh and Shay, um, holding hands as we walk through the E3 show floor. You know, that that's my dream. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, I, I would be, I would, I would be gripping your nice, nice, taut, tight buns as okay, we walk okay. through. Like <laughs> Josh shook his head before I even finished. I knew where it's it was tight. going. Tight and taut could have went a lot of different ways. I'm okay with that, Shay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I imagine your guys' heinies is quite firm. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't give us, don't give us. With your hand there, it gets much firmer with all the tense, you know, <laughs> tension, tension that you're you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. inducing there. Well, not not in Fish's case. He usually relaxes. A little bit. He's he's used yeah. to it. Um, Mine's will be nice and jiggly for I, you. <laughs> God, this got weird. Um, on oh, that note, it did. I. I I did want to talk a little Destiny here because we do have uh, Angela with us, and we, you know, we went pretty deep into Destiny last time. But I felt bad because I, I was a little bit of an asshole to fish on the last podcast we did too, and uh, I felt like we didn't get to explore a lot of it. But it was weird because all we had was a beta and expectations. Um, so let's have a little Destiny discussion because Shay got to it finally on his PS4, and Josh is playing on PC. And I actually want to throw it to you first, Josh, just because. You are playing it on PC, so I'm really interested to see how that experience has been going for you, my friend. It's been really good. I've been enjoying it so far. Um, It has really changed up which weapons I like in that game. Um, Because in the first Destiny, I had very strong preferences towards uh, the single-shot weapons. like uh, the uh, the hand cannons, the uh, scout rifles, snipers, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I have been using auto weapons a ton more in Destiny 2 just because since I'm on PC this time, I can control the recoil a whole lot more um, predictably hmm. with okay. a mouse than, than with a thumbstick. Yeah, um, you're a so mouse keyboard. Yeah, yeah, I've been so I've been so I've really been enjoying like uh especially submachine guns have been just some of my favorites in Destiny 2 so far. Um and just Yeah, they feel good. Yeah, really changing up my playstyle in order to just get in closer and just mow stuff down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I it looks as does it look as incredible as you were hoping it was going to look cuz I know we had hyped that up quite a bit. It does. It's still um it still it runs amazing. Like it surprised me because I have, I've got a pretty good computer, but it's not like top of the line, you know, spending an arm and a leg for it type of machine. But, mm-hmm. but it's still able to run maxed settings 
and not drop below 60 frames, um, which really surprised me because that's most times on most AAA games, that's just not something that's done. People are not really focusing on optimization to that extent. Um, yeah. You usually need a really top of the line rig in order to play the newest and best games. Um, mm-hmm. But Destiny 2 runs really, really smooth. Really uh, good. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, no, go ahead, Angelus. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had a PC that could run it. I wish I could try it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the problem. I could. I have a pretty decent PC, and I I checked out it, and I I can't run it on mine. So you have to have a pretty nice uh, PC to run that thing. But it's cool being on the Blizzard. Is it weird seeing it on the Blizzard launcher, Josh, <laughs> along with like Diablo it's, and all that stuff? It's a little different. It's nice just because I've got all the friends that I've made in different Blizzard games over the years mm-hmm. just automatically added on my friends list for playing Destiny Two, which has been mm. great because you know just come into the game and I've already got friends playing uh have you seen a lot of people yeah i think did blizzard because of battle net like battle Mm -hmm. net's really big about like Mm anti-cheating type stuff so yeah 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 that's i can only play diablo on pc because the ps4 version's hacked to fucking hell um and it just you know it kind of ruins a loot game but i i was gonna ask um uh sorry i lost my train of thought when i started talking (laughs) about diablo (laughs) um but shay finally got around to it too i'm kind of cycling back and forth then i'll launch because i know angela you know you're more into like the multiplayer aspects of the game so i want to hit that too but ashe we have it's been a long-running joke since the beginning of uh, sword chomp really this whole destiny thing has finally come to a head um you bought a japanese version of, of the game which actually looks really cool by the way i put a picture of that on instagram and the japanese box mm-hmm. art looks better mm-hmm. it's just strange that bungie's like oh let's I make guess. their box cooler it does, it's got gall in the background doing his gall thing um the american version is just I thought his name was Bane. Golf. 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 He's doing golf. Yes. He's doing golf. Yes. He's, he's golfing in the background. Okay. Yes. That would be great. Golf mm. golfing. Yeah. That's the spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, golf golf. So anyways, Shay, you finally, you spent a couple hours with the game. Um, so far, yeah. How, how far are you? I don't remember. I, I, I did a few missions. Like what? what? Um, I don't rem- I don't even know what's going on in the story, to be honest with you. I know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that there's a witness and there are bad guys that are con- like trying to control the witness or whatever that's called witness what is it the, the witness uh, <laughs> what is it called about the speaker the speaker <laughs> the the big the big sphere thing I think sphere he means thing. the traveler the traveler yeah the traveler oh yeah that thing whatever the witness the traveler um, witness the... you know yeah. you're the only one here with an education Shay I figured you'd be a little more you know Picking this stuff up a little quicker than this. I, you know, I, when I, <laughs> that's not true. Angel's when I play that game, I'm just like, there's some story happening. I don't really care. I just want to mm-hmm. shoot things and get it over with. Um, <laughs> you didn't care about the tower getting invaded by Gaul and all the bad cabal, and they're taking it over. And I thought his name else. was Bane. Oh, Bane. Okay, is that a joke? Or are you being serious? That's a joke. That's definitely a joke. That that one. That one. Oh, well, they said Vane. Um, no, yeah. Bane, Gaul like is... Batman. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah Bane, kinda Batman. Bring this around. Gotcha. Gaul is actually a Bane cosplayer. With... Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, it all makes, makes sense, sense now. 
No, um, I'll be serious. I'll be really serious for a minute. Um, okay. All the jokes aside. Yeah, no, it's it's a slightly interesting story um, of how the... I don't know if they're aliens or just bad enemies are attempting to control the Traveler. Um, it... It, I maybe I needed to play the first one to understand what's going on in the story, but I I don't have much invested in the story. Um, the the graphics okay. are incredible for the game. I will tip my hat off to that. They're really really good looking, even on the PS4, and I'm sure everyone else is aware of that. Um, it, at times, it reminds me very much of Halo Three uh, in terms of graphics, just kind of like the little jungle areas and stuff like that. Kind of reminds me a mixture of that and Titanfall 2, weirdly enough. But, um, yeah, yeah. the art direction the, is really, really nice. I mean, just like everything they created from it, the the, ta- the different planets are so gorgeous. Like the sort of dark, like almost futuristic Titan to I haven't gotten to IO yet, but it's very like almost like whimsical and like lots of whites and, and luscious colors. And, uh, it, it, Nessus is just like all these gorgeous. It's almost like the the garden, the black garden from the first Destiny. It's just the art direction is is, is really good. Much stronger, I think, than yeah. Halo ever was. Yeah, yeah, I will give you that. I, f- I feel like there's a little bit more inspiration there, and now that they have a better engine um, to work with, I feel like kind of what they always wanted to do with Halo, they're doing with Destiny 2, or Destiny series, rather. And that's kind of, I mean, I, I feel a lot of Halo whenever I play whenever the few times that I have played Destiny 2. And you can see that it kind of carries through in that uh, aspect. Um, the the gunplay is good. It's a it's very typical shooter. It's a very Halo-esque shooter. The thing that got me hyped, and I will admit this, is the first time in the game I was like, oh shit, what, what? It was uh, like when you get your special and then you get that flame sword that you can chop people with. That was oh, yeah. fucking cool. That was cool. And that's the first time that I was really like, okay, okay, I can see why people like Destiny. I like to run around with a giant flame sword and chopping people. I'd but you didn't that. stay up. You didn't stay up till four in the morning, addicted to it. What's going on? Nah, man. I, I mean, it's I. I don't know. I'm just really not in the mood to play shooters right now. I guess per se, or maybe uh, first. Per, I don't know. I don't know. Not that stylish shooter. Not that very fast paced shooter or maybe just <laughs> i'm not that interested in destiny i don't know because some of the shooters i really liked last year like doom and um titanfall 2 this one just hasn't really hooked me even though the art direction is incredible um just not super hooked on it and that's okay it's not a bad huh. game I'm, i mean for all the shit that i've given destiny oh well, um, it's really definitely not a bad game, game. You just well you don't have to tell me you don't have to tell. <laughs> yeah uh, I was hoping I, he'd be more enraptured by it. I think, I, I think a big part of this is that he didn't play the first one, just because I was noticing that going through the second one, they assume you are going to know an awful lot of stuff that they just tell you, just kind of offhandedly. Um, for example, they only really introduce one race in this game, the just the main yeah. storyline, you the know, cabal. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and but. Everyone else who just happens to show up happens to show up. So yeah. if you don't know what's going on there, my, yeah, 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 it's That's just it's strange. Um, I mean, it it works fine if you already know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I was noticing that going through there because um, there are even a few lines that 
ghost will say on your way through, um, like the first time you see a completely new species, they'll give you like the shortest Wikipedia article ever about who these people are, but it's not really enough <laughs> the to on make you. Yeah, yeah, it's not enough to make you care. It's just, oh, I guess I'm shooting these guys now. Um, That's a really good point. I actually found so, myself yeah. missing uh, Mass Effect 3 when I was playing it. Because like, I was like, wow. man, I remember when those games were so in-depth with every character, every species that they introduced, mm-hmm. and it actually started to make me think, man, I should go back and play Mass Effect again, the, the series. Oh, no, no. Not That's, Andromeda, <laughs> per se, but... You know, I well, think that the first yeah, the first Destiny did every planet you went to was a new species and mm-hmm. part of going to that planet was learning about even if it wasn't the most interesting in the thing in the world it was setting the foundation for that species. Um the earth was um god, I'm losing the name of them right now. Uh help me. Help me fish. Help me. The fallen. Human yes. fallen. Earth, Earth was the fallen. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you went to the moon. You had the hive. And then you went to Venus and you had the vex. And then, of course, uh, Mars was the cabal. So there was like laying that mm-hmm. foundation for all the races. Yeah, and that's a good point, Josh. I, I think you definitely articulate that well. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. Well, it's. Yeah. And I mean, it worked if you knew what was going on from coming into it from the first one. But I was. I was noticing that the because they're focusing on one race for this first campaign mm-hmm. it it just it really left the other ones feeling a little bit um back strange burner. yeah back burner like what's why are these people here what's still going on um cuz they just kind of happen to show up you'll be fighting one alien race and then another one will just kind of wander in you're like okay i guess they're here now too um, well, they chose Cabal um, for a reason because I think every other race has their own like raid, basically. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Atheon's Vex, yeah. obviously, and everything corresponds. And then Cabal just didn't get touched yet. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't exactly. Think, yeah, yeah, everybody exactly. hates Cabal. Everybody hates the Shield guys. They're so annoying. Like no one likes <laughs> Cabal to be honest. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I just thought that of the enemies, they they had a lot of potential. I just feel like they were underdeveloped. It was just nice. I mean, the story's not the greatest thing in the world. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's some sort of high art. Well. <laughs> um, but it's nice to have at least a villain to center the story around this time, you know, if nothing else. Yeah. Sort yeah, of. I could see that being the case. Yeah. Gaul I mean, is... is... No, you can talk shit on Gaul. You can talk shit on I Gaul. Am. It's a 12-hour prologue to whatever they're planning next because after the credits they have a reveal of who the big bad actually is and it's it's got nothing to do with the campaign you just played other than it's just it's there's different layers of bad josh there's tears right like Mm -hmm. there's someone of course and even if you play the raid as angela and fish can attest to the weird thing is that whoever the cabal guy is i assume in leviathan would be the highest level of Cabal, right? I mean, like, he's all the Cabal you'd fight in the raid. Uh, not necessarily. If you no. actually do the raid, like... Oh, is there yeah, a twist? I don't spoil What's, it. Uh, no, spoil it. I don't give yeah. a shit. I, I, I'm never going to do the raid, so you... I, it, it's is, weird as fuck. I, I, I don't even think it was... I don't even know why they do it. I, I don't know the backstory behind is he a robot? Is he a robot? Is that what's going on? He's a mechanical. He's a robot. Yeah. Is he really? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's weird as fuck. Like, there's a back room where they keep like multiple copies of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit weird. I haven't yeah, finished it. Yeah. I don't know if he like breaks down. Watch it. 
Wait, sorry, go ahead, Angela. I what? Oh no, when you kill um Callus, yeah, that's his name, he like breaks down and you can tell he's a robot, and then you keep walking past the doors and then there's just a bunch of versions of him and you get a chest and that's the end. What do you think they're implying? The... I mean if I think he was just wanted to be I mean, funny just... to be honest. <laughs> I think they just uh... wanted to make some sort of like joke about I I don't know because like that, like some sort of big <laughs> twist ending, but it's not that big of a twist. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, that's weird, huh? Well, well, there's actually a cool mission. I told them about this. I found it on um, Nessus where you can, while you're doing the mission, you're learning about this, the the story kind of behind the raid. If you're kind of paying close attention to it, it's a really cool one that's out there. If you people are interested, in Google it. You find it. I just came across back to it, but um, I don't know. So. I see what you're saying, Josh, but I thought it was nice. I like to have an antagonist. I believe it's great to have a nice antagonist, um, even though they don't really do a lot with the end of the game. I think the beginning of the game is stronger than the end of the game. Just Do you agree, disagree? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Yes, because at the beginning of the game, there's one bad guy, you're fighting the Cabal, and then, like I said, they just kind of... The other races show up without any real story reasons why, except that they were already there in the world before. Um, mm-hmm. And then by the end, that whole storyline wraps up and the game keeps going is kind of the feeling I got. Um, yeah. Which is why I kinda, it kind of, it was nice because like Angela said, the Cabal hadn't been touched yet. They, they kind of needed their own expansion. And this is kind of what that felt like it felt like an amazing expansion storyline. Like here's this thing focusing on one race, but yeah, like I still feel like the overarching story for all of destiny two just kind of got kicked off with this and not really. Well, he was the one who was strapping the traveler. He was sucking its juice. He was taking the light from the guardians. Gaul was just the one who was fucking shit up. That's what he's doing. He came in there and he's like, I want this shit. I'm going to take it. And uh, that's well, it. That's the Destiny story in two seconds or less. Um, it did get really weird at the end when he turns into that. Well, I don't root for Shay. Um, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I, uh, that was really cringeworthy, actually. When he's like, "I'm Gaul, I've become legend," I was just like, "No, what? Why? You can't declare yourself legend." Like that's been like the thing in Destiny's like mm. become Everyone legend. Wants to be a legend. And, Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That's true. Just taking the yeah. tagline. <laughs> it, was just, it was just weird. I, I cringed at that part. I was just he, like, oh, man. He did have some good Why? lines, though. Like in the beginning, where he was did like, he have to say that. Your light is mine. And he gives him a love tap. He has his moments, but yeah, at the end, there was an awkward choking scene that was really bad. Um, they didn't flesh, they wasted an opportunity to flesh out, you know, his story toward the end in particular. And then it just kind of ran to its kind of sloppy but predictable conclusion. Um, they should have killed the speaker, too, at one point. I'm not sure what happened there. I don't, yeah, somehow he died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just kind of gloss over that. Yeah, it's like they killed supposedly a main character and then just kind of keep going. Like, no one mentions it afterwards. No. It's, just, it's just, I guess that happened. I miss that guy. He had a cool mask. I don't really care anything else about it. But he, had, he had a really cool looking mask. Um, sad. He he tricked me. Actually, I thought he actually spoke to the traveler. <laughs> this whole time. Uh, you've been duped. They mm. did. 
Yeah, yeah when would, you finish a campaign yeah, and you go back to the tower, like nobody talks about it. It's kind of just like, oh, I guess he's not here anymore. That, that's that's the thing I don't like either. Well, I, that's a dumb complaint, but like I liked the farm. I liked the farm a lot. It had the best music. It was like a cool vibe. And then basically you just you have no reason to ever go to the farm again. Yeah, you never go to the farm. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Oh, here's a shittier version of the tower. Now it's all beat up, and let's just—it's like they—they they just didn't have the bravery to stay away from the fucking tower. <laughs> they just couldn't do it. People love that tower. Fish, like all you, all we ever joke about was me and Fish and play Destiny, and every five minutes he's like, "Let's go to the tower, Morgan. Go to the tower. Come on, let's go to the tower." I'm like, "God damn it, Fish." Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the only way you could get that beautiful view of the traveler. Like, I know. That—that's you... actually a spectacular view at mm-hmm. the very end. Like that's what made it worth it i guess at the end of the the conclusion of the campaign was actually seeing that but um yeah yeah it is yeah it is what it is it it, it was better than i expected it to be i'll give them that actually the all the people that give you side quests and stuff i i will say this i was harsh on the the story before the game came out and it was better than i expected so much so that even though i don't really like the characters um, like Cade Six and all those people per se, I would, I at least when I walk up to them now, I have a little story with them. Like each of them mm-hmm. have like their own planet, their own chunk of the storyline. Like they feel more like characters. So I will give Destiny credit because I did not think they would be able to pull that off. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, what do you guys think if maybe they dropped that PG 13 or that teen rating on there and actually put it in a mature rating like do you think like that's they would definitely lose money so i think they thought uh, about that like a lot of games a lot of movies will do that they they don't they they can't get that right rating they won't even make it because it's not like profitable enough for them yeah teen is a a lot of kids can't go to the store and buy those mature games i I remember those days when i was a kid and I i couldn't buy those mature games and it sucked so yeah, you you could you couldn't beg your mom to buy it for you. Just say, oh, it's no. fine, mom. It just has a little bit of blood in it. That's why it got the M rating. No, that didn't work. My mom, very, very. Uh, we won't go into that now. But she was a very strict lady. Uh, great woman though, very strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, but, but yeah, I was just thinking like maybe if it had a mature rating on there, like maybe that story would have been a lot more. Yeah. Edgier. Better, like darker. Yeah. Like, I, I, it could I, have been, or it could have went the other direction and been like just yeah. even more cringeworthy. Like, I'll kill you, the fuck. Something like just a bunch of unnecessary. Like, Can you try that again, Shay? Expletives. Mm-hmm. Try that line again. I'll kill you, the fuck. Yeah. Something. Let's try. Stress. <laughs> they would have. They would have taken that whole Bane <laughs> thing way too far. Yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly where I could see that. Going. I was bald and um, dumb. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do? Can you do your Bane voice again? Oh, uh, sh- certainly, young lad. No, I don't know what that is. Like that turned <laughs> into De- that turned into Deckard Kane. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow. Somewhere between. Gather round, okay. young children. Let me tell you a story <laughs> about a time I went into a crypt. Oh, that's creepy. Why are you having a bunch of children gather around you, fish? Um, I want to tell them a story. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like how you leaned into that. Totally. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'll jump back to, to Shane a second here. I want to give Fish and Angela a chance to talk a little bit of the Crucible. Because um, I know that's Angela's forte. And Fish is into the Crucible, too. I'm kind of neutral on it, but I have a couple thoughts. But 
Yeah, Angela. So, I mean, now you've had a, some time to kind of let Destiny 2 sink in, and you were pretty big on the multiplayer, obviously. How are you feeling about it? Um, personally, I, I really don't like it. It's so team shoddy. Like, it's very, like, Halo-esque in that sense. Like, in, in Destiny 1, um, like, a lot, especially, like, Trials and stuff, like, one person could essentially kill three people, you know, by themselves if they were, like, better, if they had more skill. But now it's really difficult because your weapons don't do as much damage. Like, it doesn't... And power ammo is so far empty between special ammo is gone now. So, I don't, I don't really like how it feels. And, um... <clears throat> When trials came out, I, I, I don't I don't know. It, yes. I don't yes. like the way it feels. I don't like like the way. I mean, it feels compared to Destiny One. I feel like you're not making such an impact. I don't like the whole yeah. like fours yeah. aspect. How you only can choose fours. Um, yeah. Trials is interesting. They just canceled trials for two weeks. I don't know if you guys knew about that because there was a glitch that if you yeah. emoted, you could go yeah. through the walls and, yeah, shoot people, so mm. they canceled yeah. that for two years, so yeah. it's still yeah. on right now. Um, yeah. I don't know, I just don't like how it feels, and a lot of people on Insta that do play a lot of Destiny, most of them feel the same way, I guess. I guess a lot of them found, like, more joy in special ammo and stuff like that, and, like, being able to make a really big impact, like, as an individual, mm. or mm. it's more difficult now. Well, yeah, I, I, I do miss, like, some of that D1 where everything just felt more fast paced and you felt more stronger your abilities like the cooldowns on your like grenades and your melee was yeah. a lot quicker oh. i think in yeah. destiny 1 compared to this one in, in, well, as far as like pvp goes they did more damage too i mean mm -hmm. like it's so frustrating to stick someone in the face with a grenade and have it chip <sighs> yeah, off like a quarter the of their oh. armor it's like, and come it's on, like, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will never be one of those kind of gamers who like those. Like, I don't dislike the multiplayer, but it's not really my thing either. And I thought about it it's just because I enjoy, like you said, uh, games where it feels like every bullet matters. You know what I mean? Like, I wish, th like, those kind of multiplayer games are a little, a little more my style. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good feeling when you unload half a clip on somebody and they're still yeah. alive. Yeah, it just I don't I don't like that feeling either. I I don't mind like the cooldown of the abilities, like that's whatever. But it's just that guns just don't feel as good, yeah. and snipers yeah. feel weird. Snipers feel really fucking weird. Really, oh. and I, I rarely yeah. get sniped in the game. Like I just play on you know quick play, and I think in the past week I might have been sniped twice out of you know dozens and dozens of matches that I've done, and yeah. it, it's just crazy that you know. Yeah, Bold. nobody runs though, because power ammo is so scarce, and you run yeah. a sniper, you're probably yeah. gonna die to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need something yeah. a little bit more, a little more oomph, if you're gonna risk even going to try to pick it up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of nice. That's one thing I really didn't like about first-person shooters when I used to play online all the time, especially Call of Duty, is constantly getting sniped. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, I think, kind of a good thing, just outside looking in. Oh, well, it, it's it's different, though. Like, there's scout rifles, which are pretty much, you know... Oh, Mida is basically you know. a sniper. Like, you get hit by a yeah. Mida, it feels yeah. like you got hit by, like, a body and a sniper. Oh, oh. exactly, yeah. And, like, that that's kind of the meta right now is, like, the running, like, an auto rifle and a scout rifle. And so Honestly, like, no, the, Mida like, Last Hope is what everybody's doing, because Last Hope is the best sidearm in that game. Everybody's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true, yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of like picking up steam as well. Yeah, submachine guns as well. Like, I, I've been running, like, the the Antinope 
D or whatever, and like it's really fun to play around with, uh, along with like the last Last Hope. Like I think the Last Hope was like the first sidearm that I actually got like a triple kill with, and like it just freaked me out because I was like, mm-hmm. "How the fuck did I do that? How did I kill these people that quick?" But it's just that OP. It's good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Has anybody tried trials yet, or no? I haven't, I haven't tried I haven't. trials. No, I haven't gotten that far no, yet. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> a lot of might is the last hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of confusing because yeah, D two like it's not like a like a rewards based system. It's kind of like tokens. Like everything you do is like tokens. Yeah. Like it's trials. Yeah. Like you don't really have to go like flawless per se. You kind of just have to play. You'll get tokens. You're gonna get gear eventually. Yeah. 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 I yeah I I did enjoy. I got this that vigilance wing gun, and I was enjoying it for a while. I don't know anything about the meta, so it might be considered crap, but just having that five-shot burst was, it changed the game for me. I was, uh, I actually was decent at multiplayer for a little while, which is crazy, because I'm not, I'm not good at those games, but, like, instantly just equipping that gun, um, changed, changed the game for me, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer to hear that people just kind of stick to the same couple weapons when there's so many cool weapons you could be using, but, I mean, that's what happens, right? That's what happens with the meta and these sort of things, I guess. Well, well, people just find the most efficient way to kill somebody and uh, minimize their risk of being killed in the process. And it's just turned into, you know, like Angela said earlier, team shotting. Whoa. Like every, there's a lot more teamwork, but that was perfect, Fish. We need to back that up. That you just described oh. like multiplayer deathmatch, the most efficient way to kill people while minimizing your. What did you say? It was like God. It was perfect. <laughs> it was. It was like the perfect way to yeah. describe deathmatch. It's true. You could just listen to the podcast yeah, when it comes I'm, out. I'm going to rewind it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I at first, you know, I, I actually enjoyed the, the smaller teams, you know, four mm. versus four. Yeah. And uh, it, it definitely felt like you had to work as a group to get uh, efficiently or efficient kills. And um, yeah, I, Angela brought up a good point. Like, I do kind of miss, like, just being like, kind of a lone wolf running into the crucible and fucking up uh, shit and helping out my team that way but uh, yeah I I definitely it's more team oriented and I feel like they're they're trying they're trying to the fact that like everybody gets a kill if you touch the person you you get a kill basically that's completely different from Destiny 1 that makes people like me feel good because I'm not good uh, I was like, damn, I got yeah. all those kills. That's crazy. Yeah, so it sounds like you're not too hot, but you're still, it seems like you're still playing it though, Angela, unless I'm, I mean, wrong. I'm, still unless playing, I'm wrong. I mean, I've backed off for like the last little bit, especially with Trials out and Overwatch almost being over. I've kind of backed off on it a lot. And a lot of people are all like trying out PC right now because it just came out. I wish I could try it, to be honest, because that like the Crucible feels way different with PC. Yeah, it I've does. never played a PC yeah, shooter before, so. I've always been tempted to, you know, maybe get a keyboard and mouse for Overwatch and see how I do with that, but I haven't faced it. Oh, well, you know when your Patreon takes off, that'll be one of the things you can get with us. Yeah. All those, you those uh, keyboard those, and mouse uh, widows on console every year. All those prints, you get nice mechanical. So is it, uh, you're enjoying the Crucible, how do you, uh, in general, Josh, playing the mouse and keyboard, has it enhanced the multiplayer for you? It's, it's different. I mm. feel like people are going to be more lethal in on the PC version, just because you can, if you're good, um, let me see how to word this. Um, 
the skill gap is going to be much bigger on PC than on mm. console. I think it's probably the best way to put it because okay. people who are gods at aiming on PC are going to be just amazing um, compared to being good with a controller and being horrible with a controller. It's just, it's a little bit narrower divide. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I've had games where I do really well and other games where you just, you can't, you can't touch the enemies. Like they just come out of nowhere and just destroy you before you see them. Um, yeah, so, that's a good point. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Part of that, part of that is that the matchmaking is new, so it doesn't really have much data to go off of. I suspect those matches are going to get better as time goes on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've had some seriously one-sided matches so far. Um, I've had a few good ones, and it and the PvP go- feels good at that point. But the majority have not been the most balanced so far, and I'm I'm hoping that gets better with time. Well, um, also, I'm I'm sure a lot of the people who got it on console played through it, but just couldn't wait for the PC launch, so they they got it on console and. Now that PC's out, they they have all this knowledge of the game, and they just jump in with all that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's, it's I, definitely I, possible. Yeah. Also, I watched a uh, uh, vid doc uh, about them creating. Um, they they essentially were recreating uh, how the weapons worked, as far mm-hmm. as like recoil and how they all the characteristics to all the different guns for the PC, and mm-hmm. they were talking about how they had to redesign a lot of it for the mouse um yeah um as opposed to the, like uh, uh using a controller because some things just wouldn't work right uh as far as like um the recoil goes um well one thing they did mention was like the sidearms the sidearms they had to reduce the recoil of them on, on pc and <clears throat> because a lot of times like those recoils go straight up especially like a three-round burst sidearm the recoil goes straight up and PC players are not used to like constantly dragging down their their mouse, you know, picking up your mouse and then dragging it down is how he described it and he didn't want PC players to have to do that. It's just not a natural type of thing as far as like first person shooters go. Well, I mean it's it's common the issue though is that with a thumbstick you fire it and you hold down on the thumbstick. Um you don't have to reset ever. Whereas if you have to do that three times on one sidearm, all of a sudden you're you have to pick up the mouse again because you're at the bottom of your mm-hmm. mouse pad. Um, yep. So oh. yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. 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 So like like sidearms to me, I feel like in PC are pretty overpowered at this point because if they if they reduce the recoil on those things, like I mean, still, you could just hip fire those things and just there's still a whole lot more recoil on those than most um yeah like they they toned it down but just because like like i said you you counteracted it yourself on console you counteract yourself on pc but Mm -hmm. it was a huge pain in the ass to do it on pc Um, yeah because the amount you had to drag down was like unreasonable like i don't yeah so okay well, I mean that's pretty cool. Um, and we can segue there, and because we got a lot of other stuff we want to talk, talk we gotta get to. Um, and Shay, hopefully you do stick with it, my friend, because we'd love to hear your continuing thoughts, even if you don't like it, as you progress down the. Yeah, 
I'll finish the story at least. About probably where I'll stop. Okay. We owe it to Gaul. Uh, I want to do a nightfall with you, Shay. Yeah, yeah, we gotta do some level Aww. of post game stuff. I don't even know mm. what that is, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll so probably get hooked. Together. You'll probably get hooked once you finish a story. Yeah. Hmm. yeah you team up with the witness and a couple friends. <laughs> and... <laughs> I love the witness. <laughs> All right. Um, on that kill Bane. <laughs> kill Bane. Kill Bane. <laughs> Segues into a whole other universe. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm glad. Oh, I wanted to say one. Uh, so many things. This is the problem, with Destiny. We talk about it too long, so we have to cut ourselves short. Um, I was gonna say real quickly. And this is a good way to end it because a lot of people always talk to me about this on the Instagram. Is the end game and content in Destiny is very divisive, and I would say that I was hoping. I mentioned this the first time you were here, um, Angela. That I was hoping they'd incorporate some sort of Diablo style system like the. The rifts where they could add sort of endless randomly generated loot and um, replayability to the game or something on those lines. And that's the only area of the game that kind of let me down just because, you know, once you kind of tap out and you've done everything the game has the offer, that's pretty much There's it. No I, that's pretty much it. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, like, Fish still plays it every night. I don't know how he does it. Because um, I, you know, because I, you know, uh, he's, he's just devoted. Easy. I just turn on my PS4. Click on Destiny 2 and, and go to the tower. <laughs> and load into the tower, exactly. That's so weird. I wouldn't have thought that's the way you play. Huh. I, I feel like he's even way. I don't think he even thinks about it at this point. I think he comes home and it's like a drug. He's like, I eat, I kiss my wife, I turn on the PS4, yep. it's just built into <laughs> his brain. Yep. Yep. Actually, as you were talking about um sorry, and end game content, I don't know if you guys knew the hard raid came out last week. And it's really difficult, and you don't really get anything for completing it, to be honest, because it doesn't mm. increase your um, your armor as far as like max light or your weapons or anything like that. Well, you get you get the experience, you get the satisfaction <laughs> that you it's don't so have. It's so difficult, though. I don't. I don't think it's. Po- I mean, I haven't even done it yet, to be honest. I think only teams that run together consistently and do raids together consistently are able to complete it. I don't think you can do it with mm. people you haven't married mm. before. Yeah, I'm so curious to see what the uh, the I think it's in December that first um, DLC is. DLC, DLC is, yeah. So. Something of Osiris, the Jewel of Osiris, something like that. I can't remember it's, that. An easy, it's an easy... It's an easy... DLC, I suppose. Yeah, no, that, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I think it's, a, you know, they should just lean more into that randomly generated um, stuff. I mean, there's a lot of cool P, uh, Crucible maps, for example, that I would love to kill hordes of enemies in because I don't play Crucible. But there's a lot of cool things they built for the Crucible um, that I just don't get to see very often. You could use those resources... Have randomly generated enemies more loot, put more time into the root, the loot and their assets and all that stuff. So, um, I think it can be done. You know, it's uh, it's only so many pub- public events you can do before you just want to blow your head off. So, right, fish? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do them every night. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, <sighs> Uh, I think, yeah, I was running public events last night, actually, God, and I did the nightfall. The nightfall. Wait, Fish, are you max light right now? 305? Yeah, 305 on my hunter and my warlock. Um, I started a titan, got him out of the, the campaign um, in hopes that, you know, I could play with Shay, but uh, yeah. I guess he just doesn't But it's a titan, so, yeah. yeah. 
We'll, we'll get we'll play we'll team up with Shea for at least one thing I think once Shea gets to the end game he might get a little hooked um on that note as we transition our bio break article to kind of this is something we do now uh, Angela we kind of spice up the uh, game talk with a cool science article um uh Shea did uh did you want to introduce this one or did you want me to we didn't talk about this for the show so I apologize go for it go for it go okay. for it because I, I only glanced at it once right before we okay. started since I didn't have a lot of time go for it all right actually sorry to interrupt or anything if the destiny 2 talk um is like about over i actually i'm sort of on time right now so i don't know if i would be able to just dip out right now no <laughs> you're, that's okay no, you're, you're fine you're fine um i was gonna see if there's anything else we had on the thing that we are uh, on my notes that we were gonna ask you um destiny related because i was gonna switch back toward it at the end of the show um, was there anything else you wanted to say about Destiny that maybe we didn't go over that you feel strongly about that you wanted to say? Uh, even Overwatch as well. I know you're a big Overwatch fan, but I know you and Josh the only ones who are really deep entrenched in that world. So, um, I don't think Destiny Two is gonna have the shelf life of Destiny One. You know, if they keep pumping out content, it'll be okay. But I, I mean, it's already kind of losing um, players, like as we speak, especially with trials being canceled for a little bit. So hopefully they can pump out some shit that makes it last a little bit longer but i mean we'll see and um same for overwatch i hope i keep playing it i hope you know the toxicity doesn't ruin that game for me but yeah Mm -hmm. all right so i have one quick thing do you have like two minutes left yeah yeah of course okay okay i got one quick thing i was gonna do at the end of the show but we'll just wrap it up now and let you take off okay i had a very quick for our listeners because you've been on before um and we got a lot of good feedback on that show, or at least I did. So I had a really quick personality quiz for just three questions. Is that okay? Yeah, go for okay. it. Um, the first question is, um, we joked about this earlier at the beginning of the show. We all have like our vices, right? For fish, it's like vaping and all that kind of stuff. Um, for some people, it's drinking or whatever, uh, Tinder or whatever you have. What, like, what would you say a vice that you have is uh, that you're comfortable admitting? You know, nothing will make you uncomfortable. What's a, what's a vice for Firekeeper? Um, probably just junk food or something. I don't know. Just mm. eating a lot of snacks. I, I I eat a lot of snacks. Um, drinking a lot of coffee too. I have like at least one a day at this point. I, I bet most people do. So you know, I'm sure it's fine. But yeah, probably something food related or something like that. Okay, okay, fairly tame. But we'll let you. Up. Okay, that works. We'll go with coffee. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping I might dig something out there. I tried. Um. The second question is, I asked, I've asked our last guest this too. I might just ask every guest, even if they hate Pokemon. Favorite Pokemon, what's it going to be? Um, well, actually, my gamer tag on Xbox is Rayquaza, so probably Rayquaza. Rayquaza, okay. Mm. I did, yeah. Okay. I did, nice. Mm, kind of nice. a diamond in the rough. Kind of a diamond in the rough. Um, and uh, um, the last and, question uh, before you go, before you does go, Fish look like a Filipino Johnny Depp? Does Fish look like a Filipino Johnny Depp? I kind of see it now. <laughs> I kind of see it. His hair's like slicked back and stuff. See? Maybe Thank you. you get like Thank you. boxier glasses and a, that are brown and like a hat, maybe. Oh, like one of those little. Yeah, I'll I get was... you a fedora. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't find the word. Yes. Yeah, yes. I need to grow get a fedora. Out, to grow out the beard so it like connects with the mustache and stuff. Uh, I don't think genetics have <laughs> helped him on that side. No. <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> This is all I could grow, literally. Like I don't shave, and this is what I get. So it's just I'm I'm a natural depth, but like with the hat. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I need to get a hat. 
The hat. That's That'll a good be golden. touch. That's a good touch. I like it. No, you'll be Depp. Oh, there we go. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good feedback. That's good feedback. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thank you for uh, doing our playful quiz, and we'll let you go. We appreciate making time to be on the show, and we'll just go ramble on about our nerdy lives at this point. So thank you for being here, Angela. Thank you for being here, Angela. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You know, I had a lot thank of fun talking you. about thank Destiny. You. Stuff. Yeah. Have a safe journey on the rest of your journey yeah, on the rest of travels. Guys. Thank you. Uh, travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. So the bio break article that we're going to discuss here uh, is a pretty cool one. Um, it's titled New Peruvian Bird Species D- Discovered by Its Song. And this is pretty cool. The summary at um, ScienceDaily.com says a new species of bird from the heart of Peru remained undetected for years until researchers identified it by its unique song. So the gist of it uh, is that there was this bird in Peru that was very similar, from my understanding, reading this article, to another species of bird. It like it resembled it um, to an uncanny degree, but. The problem with some of these different areas of the world, there's a lot about the the uh, animal life that we just don't know yet. I mean, just because some of these places are underdeveloped and, and different things like that, resources and whatnot. But they discovered this bird, even though they thought it was basically the same species, um, by its song. Once they heard its song, it was completely different. And they were like, oh, this is an entirely different species. Which sounds weird, right? Because you're like, how would they not know that? Like, how is the song... The only thing that makes it different, and to that, I'll bring in our, our biologist here, Shay, because I know he had a chance to read the article, and I wanted to get his thoughts on this because it's like that they thought it was a similar species until they heard its song, and now they're like, oh, this is a whole different species of bird that we have here. Um, so it's it's a it's a weird but cool thing. What do you think, Shay? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's very interesting in that um, it really shows that we can still learn so much about our world uh, because they sat on this information for years. Uh, they, had, they had basically seen this bird and documented it in 1996. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, was, it looked very similar to another bird. However, they, they, because they sat on that information, they never really knew. And then they went back and looked at it. And then they realized, oh, wow, we actually have a new species of bird. And that's incredibly important that they've learned over time how to identify these different bird species because a lot of them look incredibly, incredibly similar, and there might be just minute differences. Um, There are, and this is actually more for Morgan, for example, but um, there are a couple species of woodpeckers in Montana that I actually learned about in college. And they look incredibly similar, and there's just like a white spot on the back, and that's it. They both have this red coloration on their head, this like black pattern, um, striped pattern Mm -hmm. on their body, but it's just like this little white spot. That is the difference. And that's that's how specific those differences can be. And... A song of a bird may seem, you know, like something weird to identify with, but it's it's incredibly telling, and that's how um, actually many biologists they identify bird species out in the field now. Um, they 
there are um that is that is an expectation of an ornithologist is to basically oh, memorize okay. all the bird songs of the species in that area so when i you know for instance if i'm an ornithologist and i'm out in the air out in the wilderness and i'm looking um I'm looking for a species of bird so I can, you know, do an assemblage count or what have you. I have to be able to listen and be like, oh, that's a um, that's a cliff swallow right there. Or, oh, that's an eastern wood- woodpecker right there. So on and so forth. I have to be able to ident- identify the each song. one of these creatures. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, it's incredibly, wow. incredibly important. Um, and <clears throat> to me, I think... And this is the last thing I'll say, so you guys can discuss it because I don't want to take the the whole thing here. Um, it's been really interesting, actually, in my travels throughout the years. You know, going to Australia, going to um, Japan, just to hear all these different various bird songs. It's actually incredible. Like a a crow in Australia sounds so much different than a crow in Japan or America. It almost sounds mm-hmm. like it's laughing. Or if, uh, and this is for you guys as well, if none of you have ever heard the call of a kookaburra, um, it sounds like a monkey, almost. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's just like, these songs are so telling, and birds actually have different songs within their song. Like, if they're trying to mate, or if they're trying to warn predators, they do different things. Mm-hmm. And a chickadee is actually a really good example mm, of that, yeah. actually. But, yeah. I can go on forever, so. Yeah, yeah, good point. Go ahead, Josh. No, no, that's cool. That's, uh, I mean, this shows, really, it kind of shows how sometimes the uh, data collection gets kind of quarantined off for Mm -hmm. a long time until people have a chance to look at it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Because a lot of these, a lot of these expeditions, you go there, you document everything that sounds interesting. Um remotely interesting because there's so much there that we don't know that there's no way you can keep track of all of it to know if something you see that stands out is is new or not so i mean the best way to handle a lot of this like you said they they had this data for 20 years at this point um just just write it all down um anytime you see anything that's um you know that unique um and it hit takes a lot of time to figure out what a lot of this means afterwards. Um, which is, I mean, that's, that's true in, I mean, pretty much, pretty much all the sciences. A lot of times it takes, it takes a while to understand what some of these discoveries mean. Um, yeah. 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 It's actually, it's science. Science sometimes I think about it as like just this giant puzzle because when you look at biology, Everything is connected, and I, I'm not saying that as a like a hippie. Oh, everything's connected, man. But like an actual, <laughs> like we're all one. And I don't want to delve too deep into it. No, so no. I'm actually going to stay off that topic. But ev- everything is connected. Yes. And if I have data that I don't understand that I took ten years ago, and I sit on it, then you know one day it'll just click. Oh, this connects with this, and this is a product of this. This happens because of this thing happening. It it really is like a giant puzzle and it's really cool to see that like something as simple as identifying a new species of bird was solved 20 years later. It's just like that those puzzle pieces came together and it's like, Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, just cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, the data collection, that's what I thought of too, Josh. I'm like, wow, there's so many areas that we just, we only have minimal data because of resources. And that's fascinating to me, you know? Um, it's, it's cool. And the metaphor here is uh, it had a different voice. It was nearly identical, but a different voice. When you look at yourself out there in this world, what is your voice? What is, oh, no. No. what are you saying? Do you have a unique voice in a sea? I don't know where I'm going with this either, but it sounded good in my I head. don't either. I think the literal sense is no. support science. I'm not interested in the literal because sense. Because <laughs> it has the answers you need and the answers you want. Yeah. That's yeah. true, but that's... Eh. I think the, the other lesson, though, is also uh, don't, don't roll up to a folk music festival in your juggalobile and, uh, and hope to find a mate. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Because <laughs> what one person's whoop whoop maybe will be another person's wah wah. It's funny. <laughs> oh man! Hopefully, it's the first and last time the juggalos get mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's yeah, it's a cool article overall. If anyone wants to check it out, just uh, finding new species, the subtlest of differences. Um, yeah. Now, can I mention one last thing that sure. I think is going to be kind of funny? Um, a few years back, I, when I took my ornithology class, because I ended up taking one, one thing we had to actually do for an exam was to identify a bunch of Montana species by their call. So okay. I actually had mm. to sit there and study these birds' calls, um, and I still have them on my iPod, weirdly enough, so <laughs> I can still identify a lot of those birds. Wow. So this article based off their call. This article hit close to home then. It did, yeah. Yeah. Um it makes me really in a way it really makes me miss Montana and it actually makes me miss doing biology. I mean, I love teaching. Yeah. I love being in Japan. Uh it's a great place, but I really really miss doing biology. Well, I mean, you went a to lot. school to be a biologist. You didn't go to school to teach. Unless you're teaching biology, it's true. I guess. It's true. <laughs> I'm getting back into biology as soon as possible. Yeah, got to. Got to do what makes you happy. That's the second. Find your voice. Do what makes you happy. Appreciate every day. Gas station philosophy. Hey, I'm stealing all your gas station philosophy podcast. Please do. Please do. <laughs> hop on. Hop on. Um, those places tend to get robbed one. a lot. Find your voice. <laughs> they, do. <Yeah. laughs> they do tend to get robbed. Uh, yeah. I like that sub layer there. Metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. I, I, we better stop there. I'm going to take yeah, it to an inappropriate place. Um, and now as we uh, kind of the back end of the show, a uh, couple other things we wanted to talk about as well as just kind of uh, I want to say wrapping things up. But um, okay, first and foremost, I, I want to tell you guys a story. I got a switch. It's pretty exciting. Um, I did not Mazel think this tov. was... Yay! Mazel tov. Um, everyone was happy. Everything was happy for me except fish. He didn't say one word of happiness, not a nice or a cool, just nothing. Just nothing. Fish. Hey, congratulations, Morgan. I wanted to congratulate you because he had to ask it of you. You just, you just hate Nintendo. You hater. God. Um, no, that's not true. I'm just kidding. It's true though. He didn't congratulate. He said me, one of his I'm favorite platformers of back in the day was Mario. I know he likes Nintendo. He just yeah, you know. I do. I just never owned one. System. <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes Nintendo. I've just never owned Nintendo. That is is that a real fact, Fish? You've never owned a Nintendo? 
<laughs> no. Oh, you have 3DS. I played Pokemon. Well, I, play, I played Pokemon Red and Blue. Besides and the Game Boy, the generation. Have you ever owned a real Nintendo system, like a real one? Super NES. Okay. N64. And okay. that was my drop off. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah, um, very long time ago. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I just will say real quickly that I haven't opened it. I'm excited to get to it tomorrow with my daughter. But my philosophy was simply this I called my local GameStop and I was like, uh, How much? Do you guys have any sort of special trade ins right now? And they're like, We have a 30% trade in bonus toward Mario Galaxy. But if you get the Mario Galaxy bundle, it counts toward that. So I was like, oh, Let me see what I can do. Wait. So I was, you, you said galaxy? Oh, fuck. Did I fuck that up? Oh. Yeah, galaxy? Good. Okay. Wow. Good You're cat. like a decade behind here. I, mean, I guess it's only fair that oh, you... Oh, man. I wish I could go back and get GameCube. Okay. All right. It's... GameCube? God damn it, Shay. You didn't even make the joke right. It was a fucking... <laughs> I know. It's the Wii. Yeah, okay, That's good. the joke. Okay. That's, that's the joke. I know it's the Wii. I'm deflecting it onto you. That's what I'm trying to... I'm deflecting. Okay. Nothing oh. new there. <laughs> And projecting. That's what I do. Um, anyways, so my idea was, look, if Nintendo is saying this should be their next home console and portable console, then I'll trade my home console Nintendo, the Wii U, and I'll trade my portable console, the 3DS, which I haven't touched in a year, with the exception of Metroid. So that was my philosophy, and with everything I traded in, a couple other stragglers, Zelda, I won't need that anymore, Metroid, uh, I got the total with the bonus to about 150 So I bought the, the entire Switch bundle for 150 That's not bad. That is not a bad deal. No, yeah, that's not. And that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good deal. The one hundred and fifty is very doable. It is. You should trade, especially some... in this economy. You should be. You should just trade in some stuff, fish. You got that? <laughs> you practicing for Thanksgiving? You've got to get your one acceptable line uh, down pat for talking with relatives there. Yeah, uh, just you know this Definitely. economy and. Yeah. The... Mm-hmm. Gas station prices, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, I, my, you know, minimum wage just, uh, oh, the uh, traffic know. on the way here. Oh, you know, and, you know, can you believe the weather? <laughs> God, it's <laughs> weather, guys. Wow, sounds like, uh, uh, and, the, and the war overseas, you know, is, uh, so that's, that's pretty exciting. I'm excited to break into that. I am now part of the Switch party and, uh, I was going to tell you guys, I started playing... Ain't co- no party like a Switch party. Okay. Because a Switch party does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I... God damn, you really fucked me up, that one. Um, okay, so I started playing Cuphead on Expert. I was going to tell you guys about that. I um, I think I disagree respectfully with Josh. I'm actually really enjoying the Expert mode. I know Josh was on our podcast recently, talking about how he had some issues with it. Um, what? Josh was on the podcast? Yeah, he was. He said that he did not like the randomness. What, what was this? It's, well, the randomness is in the whole game. It not, has, doesn't have anything to do with expert. Do you remember your exact complaint? Because I don't want to have to throw it back at you if you, if you don't remember it specifically. Uh, well, I had a couple. Do you remember First it? of all being that there were a few bugs with the run and gun levels. The scoring was not working properly. Yeah. That doesn't um, apply to expert, which, though. You, you can't do those on expert. No, no, it's, um, but the scoring still just doesn't work correctly on some of them. Um, there wasn't an expert specific issue other than a few of those 
there are still some random issues with attacks that just start in random directions that yes don't... that's that's what you complained about. yeah yeah that, I mean, that's the way the game's always been but what makes it crazy i was telling fish about this earlier is that that the amount of projectiles that they throw like I'm loving it because it basically makes the thing about Cuphead is as you play it, you memorize the boss's patterns. You grow, you play like a two minute boss for half an hour, right? So you grow a very intimate relationship with those bosses. Um, and then, of course, if you go back to get higher rankings, but on expert, it's different. Like they actually fundamentally change the, the attack patterns to insane mm-hmm. degrees. Um, yeah. And I love it. It is, it is, it's 90% skill, 10% luck probably now. Uh, because yeah the few attacks that are luck based are the ones that just really turn me off um because yeah like there's there's so much skill involved that it's it's really good but then you'll just get to attacks that there literally is nothing you could have done you just happen to roll wrong Mm -hmm. you just happen to roll that time and and it hits you instantly like there's no reaction nothing like and i've gone back like I recorded myself playing a few times just to make sure that I wasn't just missing something obvious. And some of these things are just completely untelegraphed and you'll just, just get hit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, and, but that's okay to me because it's expert and I'm looking at it like, well, fuck, it's supposed to be insanely hard. I'll just click retry and I do it again. And you know, I, I spent like a couple hours last night going through the first Island on expert and it's, I love it. I, I really do. It's like just taking that whole cuphead um obsession to the next level for me so i mean fish did you ever get past that robot that was kicking your ass no i haven't returned to that um this week um i've been wanting to but no i haven't booted up the computer to play some more cuphead um yeah um yeah i thoroughly enjoy that game as well like just the difficulty of it like and the art style like everything about that game just resonates as far as like going that 1930s route and like looking at all these different bosses and seeing where they've they've pulled art from different cartoons like yeah like i was constantly Mm -hmm. thinking of like 1930s cartoons that i used to watch as a kid like popeye and bugs bunny and like i i definitely appreciate that facet of the game that i got out of it that was a nice that was a beautiful answer and a beautiful deflection I was really just trying to insult mm-hmm. the fact that you hadn't beat the robot yet, and then you you totally twist, <laughs> you totally twisted that around on me. Oh, I love Cuphead; it's beautiful. I don't have it all. I just yeah. see ever since uh, you just you just want to shove your fish? big nasty beard Whoa. in front of my face. Oh, I thought that was going a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, he wants to he wants to shove his tiny schmeckle in your face. Fish schmeckle. He said some insulting things to me privately about my inability to play Cuphead, so now I just want to rub it in his face every day that I beat the game first and on expert. Mm-hmm. No, you are the most vindictive person I've ever met. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am. I'm talking about you, Morgan. I know. I said thank you. Oh, okay. I'm only playfully vindictive because Fish tried to insult my manhood and... We're I friends. We're, uh, look, we're you, friends. You, you so realize it's okay. Yeah. After and nobody insults that little guy. I did. I, I no, nobody does. <laughs> he is thoroughly moved on. I, I admit. He has moved on from that, though, Morgan. He's like, I'm going to fuck with this guy and then just move on to Destiny 2 and not give a shit. And yeah. That's exactly well, what he did. It's it's too bad because I think, you know, the right now it's robot. Just a drive-by insult. Yeah. 
Right now, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm just... I want Fish to succeed. I want him to get further because I wanted to have this competition. Like, back in the day, we'd always play... we played different games. Even if they were single-player games, we'd always push each other, like... Oh, we were playing Drive Club. I got this time, or I was playing this, and I beat this. So it was always like this fun level competition. But now that this robot boss has just been kicking his ass for like a week, like I, I finally got a voicemail from Fish, and he sounded so defeated. And I was like, wow, like Fish sounds like where I was a, long, a little while back. So he at least he understands my pain. That's um, true. And now he's with the Pizza Bros. Yeah. But he'll do it. I believe. Uh, I, I was with the Pizza Bros first, and then Cuphead came out, and I enjoyed Cuphead. Well, you're not done with Cuphead, though, uh, right? You're not quitting on Cuphead, right? No, I'm not done with Cuphead at all. What if you can't beat the robot? Is one ever really? No, I'm gonna done beat that Cuphead? robot. Damn it! You're scared of that <laughs> robot, aren't you? You're scared of that robot. Admit it. <laughs> he, he's such a good boss. He is terrifying. Like his second form. Wait, is his se- no? It's his third form. Mm-hmm. It's his third form where he just. It's that scientist, and he's shooting out at that crystal lasers and this weird-ass big fucking platform that takes up the whole Josh fucking Josh said screen. that's the easiest form. Josh <laughs> said he did that without getting hit. That's what Josh said. Uh, that's, I mean, maybe I'm not seeing anything there as far as, like, what I'm supposed to do, but, yeah, I haven't got to that last form as much. Like, his first form gives me sh- a bunch of shit as well. Like, mm. Like I've I've mastered it at this point where I know the efficient way to like take out all of them. Like there's there's even like a you can use your lob, uh, I guess bomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. On the middle of his chest, uh, slightly underneath the middle of his chest, and you can hit both of those weak points, and then you can take them both out. So I would weaken them down to where they were, you know, pretty mm-hmm. low health. I would go to the top trick the little laser to shoot down then i would just unload on the top of it and take it out and then go down to the bottom lob a few more this is uh, very specific bombs (laughs) you started it i know god damn it i did this this, fuck this 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 is a podcast like it requires a lot of efficiency out of you and that's what i enjoy the fuck out of this game it's like Mm -hmm. you master each phase of these bosses and then you go on to the next one you know with three more lives because you've already mastered the first you know couple of phases Mm -hmm. yeah and then you just progressively you you get that progression from it that um i think is it's almost rare in like these indie type of games sort of where yeah yeah I, i agree like you're saying with the mastering like it baits you into mastering the different qualities and skills of the game firekeeper left Mm -hmm. and now it's all downhill from here so he you guys were were so restrained my ultimate goal with this and we'll see if anyone else i haven't gotten to this part yet because i've been playing everything else lately Mm -hmm. but ultimate goal is beating king dice on expert Mm -hmm. you know perfect just getting getting the s rank but no you know Getting, but doing all nine fights along the way. Oh, good God. So it's a ten-phase boss. That's why I want Fish to beat the robot. I want him to see the King mm-hmm. Dice fight. I just want him to see it. That fucking, mm-hmm. I want you to roll that dice. I want you to roll start over. I want you to beat five bosses and then roll the start over button, and you lose all of it. <laughs> oh, it's just man, baiting you, brutal. Fish, into mastering the, the skill to beat that boss. Oh, 
uh, I'm going to defeat that robot. And that's the only boss keeping me from King Dice. So eventually I will. <laughs> you know what? I tried to cheat the system and I went up to King Dice and I was like, hey, I got all these bosses. I didn't kill this robot. And like King Dice was like, nah, you can't talk to the big cheese here. You you got to have all the contracts. So I was like, God, listen here, Shane. <laughs> I love that imagery. Like the fact that Fish was so defeated that he tried to walk up to the. He, he knew it wasn't going to say yes but he was just hoping like for some prayer <laughs> i'm missing one soul contract uh, like, yeah you're gonna see that fucking robot in your nightmares man oh i already do i beat it i did get an a rank on that robot just to shove it in your face so yeah appreciate it thank you uh, vindictive Thanks. anyways that's all i'm still obsessed with it but i'll probably take a little break maybe i'll do that for extra life if i stream something for extra life it'll be try to get s ranks for the Sick kids, you know what I mean? Because I'll put myself through the, the brutal hell of that game. It gives me something to push for. Um, kills my soul yeah. that Shay can't play it. Kills my fucking soul that he can't play Cuphead. It's so goddamn good. <sighs> yeah, no one, no one is sadder than I am. No, to be honest with you. Um, so that's my way to sneak a little Cuphead in. Uh, the quick hitters, the rest of this, and then we can go around. I was gonna say that. Uh, they did. It's pretty cool. Uh, we don't do news, but I want to tell you guys I'm excited. They announced that Animal Crossing game for mobile, so that's pretty exciting. I was gonna sneak that, sneak that in the bio break because I know Angela's a big fan of it, but she had to take off. Um, so that's cool. They're good. The, the Animal Crossing mobile game comes about next month, and it's based around the idea of camping. So that just sounds really cute and really cool. So I'm excited to see how that. It's been getting a lot of yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about time. We got Animal Crossing on. Um, uh, as far as other things that we had, we're going to mention, um, I know Shay wanted to talk a little bit of Stranger Things, I guess, if they're, well, he wanted to get Josh's opinion, so he's been, Shay's been trying to talk us into playing the Stranger Things mobile game, right? And Josh picked it up. I've been mm-hmm. wanting to, but it's on my girlfriend's phone and we just haven't got around to it. But it's like, anyways, without go, we already talked about this on the last show. Josh, you spent a little time with Stranger Things. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Um... Yeah, I mean, I've played a few hours of it at this point. I played the first three dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It's good. It uh, it's got an interesting gimmick with fish uh, that Shay already mentioned before of the whole character switching thing. Um, to basically switch what would be abilities in any other game, you just switch characters. Um. Um, which works pretty well. Um, it's, uh, it's a bit of an issue switching to anyone other than the two that you've just used last. Yes. Um, which just kind of slows things down a little bit more than it should. Um, I mean, something they do really smartly is that if you click on anything that you have a party member that can interact with, it will switch to them automatically, which is great. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to get in there and fiddle with the inventory just to, you know, break a log or something. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's really nice. Um, I don't know. I'm still not completely sold on the combat. Like, it just, it feels a little bit too finicky just tapping on it 
Like mm. it's it's all right, but I don't know. It's still not my favorite. Like the puzzles feel really good, the dungeons I've really enjoyed, but I'm still not completely sold on the combat. I wish that was just a little bit better. Um, yeah, held back kind of by being on mobile, probably. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, it's not horrible. It's not. It's not bad, but I'm enjoying the other parts of the game more than I am the combat. Yeah, I like the translation of that uh, incredible strange. That's my favorite thing about Stranger Things. I've told you guys before. I think it's a good show. I don't think it's a great show, but I think the music is great, and I love hearing the music translate to the soundtrack translate to that uh, 16-bit like kind of style. You can hear all the melodies yeah. and stuff. It sounds. I. It just sounds cool. Yeah, they pare it down in order to work mm. with that, you know, retro style music. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Shay Things has great music. Is exceptional music. I hope Shay is the music in season 2 just as exceptional. Yes, and slightly now. Um they use less of like that uh John John Carpenter, correct? If I'm remembering correctly, that John Carpenter influence style. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's they actually use a lot more popular songs in this one. Um pretty much the only really popular song that they had in the first season was Should I Stay or Should I Co- Go by The Clash. And uh this one has a lot more music what? involved, like a lot more popular Like licensed music? Oh, gross. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking disgusting. But it's like it's a lot of the classics um and but they still have they still use a lot of those same um 80s carbon uh, john carpenter style music um they, that like synth wave style i guess i don't know how, how else you want to call it kind but, of yeah um it's it's a lot of them are reused from season one hmm. so how however you feel about that um is you know kind of at your discretion or whatever but um yeah season two i'm I just finished episode six last night before I was falling asleep because I couldn't. I was up till like three in the morning watching. I was like, oh, "Fuck, I can't keep my eyes open anymore." Mm-hmm. And without giving anything away whatsoever, because I really hate spoilers. Um, this season so far, because I think there's eight episodes again. Um, what can I say about it? I I do like it a lot. Um, it doesn't feel as refreshing as season one did because you know obviously it was you know brand new, mm. fresh out the gate, something that no one was expecting type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. It just feels like some characters have been neutered in terms of progression. It feels like. Mm. Um character development has actually taken a bit of uh like a like a step back per se Mm. Uh, it doesn't feel as to me and i've got i've gotten into not necessarily disagreements discussions about this with other people some people felt that the character progression of the first season was not as strong as something like the goonies or stand by me which are also classic 80s films and I disagreed with them. I felt like the characters were very well established in season one, and this season, it it, it feels like some characters kind of take a back burner more for the story. And what I've noticed, hmm. um, 
and this oh. is uh, I, I'll be interested to hear your guys' thoughts and any fans who want to discuss it, but it feels like they've kind of reused some of the same tropes and the same set pieces that they did in season one. And they actually weirdly enough acknowledge it. There's a there's a character in the show in one of the episodes and that character's like deja vu. And the two characters laugh about it because it's like the like the uh-huh. the creators are acknowledging, hey, we're we're actually kind of retreading this. And there and there is a there is a purpose to it, but it also feels kind of sure. like why short turnaround time with TV mm. shows can lead to that sometimes. Not, I'm not even saying it's bad. I'm going to watch it. I'm excited. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure in Netflix, they got this whole thing done and produced, what, within a year? It's only been a year since the other one come out, it came out. So that's pretty fast, you know, as far as creativity. Well, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty normal for TV shows now to release yearly. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, but if they're business, what they're based off of. I mean, I agree with you. Like, a year is a, a pretty normal turnaround. But, does that hinder the creativity at all? I don't know. Just saying, it's you can't yeah, you can't yeah, wait longer. And that's than exactly what you're yeah. saying, and I agree with. It's kind of up to the discretion of the viewer at that point to decide if it's too soon or they should have. Yeah, it's tricky. But it sounds like you're still digging it though, because you are staying up to the yeah, late hours of the morning. Sure. So, um, I'm excited. My girlfriend loves that show too, so we're definitely gonna watch it. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly got. I gotta say, and this is the last thing I, I will say. Um, after finishing Mindhunter, I think I actually liked the first season of that a tiny bit more than this season two of Stranger Things. Um, hmm. But I haven't finished Stranger Things yet, so yeah, uh, I I finished Mindhunters. I was Im- completely impressed with it because I had no expectations. This one I had a ton of expectations, so that might be on me. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I watched hmm. an episode of Mindhunter. It yeah. seems like a a pretty good like a poor man's true detective. So I'm enjoying it. Um, and that's not a slight. Not nothing is going to be true detective. No, but um, yeah, that's well, season one. Yes, see, yes. Let's season make two sure that's true. very season two of true detective doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. It does not exist. Um, I uh, yeah. I was going to say I one of our listeners reached out to me to, two cases. So I'll kind of go through these pretty briefly. Um, our good friend Akuna Matata was on our podcast a couple weeks ago. Got in touch with me. He's like, look, dude, there's a virtual reality fishing game on PSN. And I lost my fucking shit. And I immediately went and downloaded the demo for it. I would have bought, probably bought the game like an idiot because I was so excited. But there was a demo for this VR fishing game. I recorded myself playing it, but the, the footage is going to be a fucking hell to edit. I did camera footage of me playing in VR. And then I took footage from the actual game. And I really don't. like It, it wasn't that entertaining. So I don't know if it's going to be worth the edit. But I wanted to say that... I'm a little concerned, like, it's not the greatest thing ever, like, no one's really going to care, but I love fishing games and I love virtual reality, so I'll just say, eh, it didn't impress me very much. Like, uh, little things, you couldn't throw your fishing line to the left or the right, you had to throw it in front of you. Um, it was really frustrating and hard, like, you had to do this thing where you take the, the fishing pole, and when the fish would jump out of the water, you had to turn your hand, like, you kind of flatten the line, sort of, and move it to the opposite direction. And whatever the movement was, I just wasn't getting it. And the fish kept getting away. I lost like five fish and I just became very angry. Um, and the setting is pretty basic. You know, it's like you're the first level. You're like under the Golden Gate Bridge, just kind of fishing or whatever. Uh, you know, the VR worked fine. It was it was cool holding my fishing pole in VR. I could like hold the fishing pole up to my face and see the fishing line. And like almost felt like I could touch it. I could see the glowing fishing line. Like I, I, it, looked, it looked fine. I thought it looked really good. It was just 
I didn't really have an enjoyable experience playing it. It seemed kind of basic. So I'm a little worried because, you know, I want to, I'm excited about that Final Fantasy fishing game. But that's going to be a big team, a real developer, much more imaginative. And I'm hoping this is this felt like a very small. It was called VR fishing. It was like the most, it, you know, mm-hmm. you, you would have thought it was a bargain bin game if you were walking through Walmart. Um, yeah. Which, which is unfortunate because a lot of VR companies have to do that. They have these cute yeah. little ideas, but they don't have budgets. So It's not fair to the fish. It's not. It's not. And the fish come yeah. for But thank you, Kumatata, our friend, for recommending it. I had a really fun afternoon with it, even though I didn't like it that much. He's a fan of my YouTube series, The Masturbator. So I need to get that going more. Um, it's a fishing, a series I do on YouTube, Morgan's Madness, where I play old shitty fishing games and just you know bullshit it's called the masturbator so check it out sometime morgan's madness on youtube um so thank you and then ectological got me into the first evil within um which i was inspired to play after playing evil within two with fish and i will say that i'm enjoying that game a lot more i've only put two hours into it and it's like four or five years old it was initially a ps3 game it feels so much different than the Evil Within 2. It's got like an intro like movie, kind of like Resident Evil 7 did. It was a Shinji Mikami uh, directed thing. He directed Resident Evil so it feels like it has a stronger vision. It's like more like stealthy third person action. It's not a big open world. You you might see a guy and you can approach him from different angles. Like maybe I'll go around the barn or I'll sneak up uh, in the grass or maybe I'll throw this ball. Like you have different ways to approach it. I almost feel like I'm playing it like Splinter Cell right now in a way because I'm creeping around everywhere. Um, and it's got just a really creepy, nice vibe to it. A much stronger opening. The voice actor is not terrible, like the voice actor in The Evil Within 2 was. Uh, overall, it looks really cool. I don't know how if I'll be able to stick with the whole game because this year's been crazy, but um, thank you, Ectological, for the recommendation. I'm enjoying it a lot more than The Evil Within 2. Um, and I, th- I think... I'm going to go around with you guys really quickly here. If there's anything else you want to mention as well, I want to say as far as stuff we got up on the website... Thank you, Josh. We are on Google Play. I've already had like five or six people literally message me and say, thank you. Thank you for putting us on Google Play. A lot, yeah, like Even people that have followed us for a long time have said, I listen to everybody else on Google Play, and I used to listen to your show, and it was like kind of a pain in the ass for me to do, but now I don't have to. So, <laughs> so um, that's, that's fucking awesome, honestly. So Yeah. Well, you're welcome to everyone who Thanks. is using Google Play. It's been on that to-do list for a while now, and... Yeah, just finally got around to it. Finally got that done. Thank you, Josh. It's huge. It's huge. And a good shout out to my daughter, Brinley, for her awesome Destiny 2 promo. She did a great job. A lot of of love on that video when I posted it. Thank you, (laughs) Brinley. (laughs) Uh, Um, You made it worse. It was was bad enough the first time, but... mm -hmm. You know, it's always good for a second run. (laughs) A lot of people saying fish in that picture I posted with you and the priest. They were just commenting on your face and just how, you know, happy you looked to be there in that moment. Um. <laughs> Thank you, fish. I, I don't. I don't check our Instagram. I'm, I'm curious. That's good. Uh, like, I just don't. Don't check it out. <laughs> Stay okay. away. Stay okay. away. You should right. definitely check it out. There's some weird <laughs> stuff on there sometimes. Yeah, maybe mm. you should check out your mm. own Instagram and then less of Firekeeper's Instagram. That'd be great. You get a chance. Um, hmm. Oh. Hmm. Huh. Ah, Sound huh. advice. That's like the pot I calling guess. the kettle black. Uh, <laughs> and, a lo- and a lot of people <laughs> really excited about that Destiny 2 Japanese version that um, just a lot of people thought it was really cool. 
so anyways, really exciting with the Switch. The app next week, the theme. We don't all play the same game. We try, but it's not possible. But the theme of every show is like depending, like last week was Evil's in, this week it was kind of like Destiny. The theme of next week will probably be Mario with me and Josh playing it. But of course, Fish and Shay will be playing other things as well. So um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we're all going to record in our boxers next week, just like Mario would. Yes, in honor of the new boxer, mm-hmm. Mario. Wait, it, mm-hmm. it has to be done. Oh. Um, Fish. That show is developing. That sounds I'll have to go buy some boxers just for the show. Same here. <laughs> I'm not a boxer, man. Yeah, you just I love a, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, you oh. know what? I am a boxer, man, man. All right. Well, thank you Preach. for that. Um, Fish, is there anything you want to mention on the podcast this week as we kind of go around, around the table here? Uh, not really. Um, okay. Other than what happened today at work. Um. I've never done this before, but well, no, I have, but I fell asleep on the job. <laughs> Don't you drive cars for work? <laughs> Good God. Yes, Josh. Yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, I didn't cause a wreck or anything. I didn't fall asleep while I was in motion. I actually, I got real tired. Like uh, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts and like, I got real tired driving. I was like, oh man. I just feel, I'm, and I'm kind of used to that, like I can wake myself up, but this time I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take 10 minutes, I'm going to drive up to this gas station, park my car, and just doze off for 10 minutes. That 10 minutes turned into 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. All you do is sleep at home anyway. I don't know. Why are you, that's funny. That's creepy about that. I literally messaged Fish today and I was like, man, I used to listen to podcasts. They'd make me tired when I was driving. That is so weird. I think I like put you on some sort of like. Hypnosis, yeah. subliminal hypnosis. You did, you did. I think I have a more actual apt explanation. You gotta stop staying up till four in the morning playing Destiny, man. It's yeah, it's yeah. Maybe sleep some at I night. I think that's the problem. You didn't do that last when night. When the people sleep, sleep. last night. Well, we got a story for that off the air. Last night he failed to get a, a video for us, and that's a whole interesting story. But um, <laughs> it's not just last night. It's been about a week and a half. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, well, I'm struggling. I actually, I I'll just re-record to with a fish accent. My face. Um, they, but yeah, I mean, like, I one funny thing <laughs> I've known about fish my whole life is that like he's so busy, right? And he works two jobs, and but he'll stay up and play video games like Destiny for the one. But the funniest thing is his day off. Ninety percent of the time, if I message him on Friday, I'm like, "Dude, what'd you do on your day off last night?" He's like, eh, "I fell asleep at about 10. I'm just like, "Dude, your only day off, you fall asleep." It just like all catches up to him, I guess. Or I don't know. It's just it makes me laugh. I don't really have a. It does. Yeah, like mm-hmm. my the first half of my week is usually front loaded with a bunch of work, and then like Wednesday and Thursday is my catch up days as far as like sleep goes. And yeah, it does catch up to me. Mm-hmm. Which is a bummer, but um, yeah, it's amusing. I I'm amused by all of Fish's existence. Really, brings me joy. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad I could bring you something <laughs> to that. So you fell asleep listening to your favorite podcast. It's a weird thing to say. I know that is. Well, you know, it's pretty much what I'm here for: saying weird things. Um, cool. Well, what's next on the docket for you, game wise, Fish? Are you uh, just? Is it more Cuphead? Is there another thing you're uh, interested in? Ooh. 
Well, yeah, um, Assassin's Creed Origins, I'm not excited for it, but I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game mm. in almost, I'm trying to think the last time, 2010, so about seven years since I've played, uh, really played an Assassin's Creed game. I got a little bit into Black Flag, but that was just uh, having the controller handed off to me and playing it a little bit, but... Um, I am curious about that. I might rent oh, that. Um, really? There's also Call of Duty, um, isn't that? Wolfen Call of Duty's next week. Wolfen, no, eh, not. I'm not really excited yeah. for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Wolfenstein actually, yeah, Wolfenstein came out too. today. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm very curious about that. I want to see if I can rent that as well. See how it is. Um, other than that, like, I really would like to have a Switch, and play uh Mario Odyssey, but. Yeah. yeah, you know. Me too. Why don't you know? You could follow my lead fish. You big trade in bonus right now. So you got that Xbox that nobody in your family plays. See, yeah. fish is a hoarder. Mm-hmm. He has a problem trading stuff in. I think, and I don't have that problem. Uh, Tony Fish, as you get older, why do you always air out his fucking problems well, I, not... on the podcast, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> shitting all over you me. You call okay, me I, your friend. You know the Leave thing about alone. fish that sucks. This is this is part of our arrangement, okay? Fish. <laughs> this is part of the deal, okay? Man, I want to start airing out your porn addiction on the air. Come on, Chip. God, let's get into that. Oh. We're going to edit that yeah, out. Yeah, he went quiet on that one. Yeah, we're we're going to edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, just making more editing edit work for the podcast. Come on, guys. Porn is too far. Let's, let's not. It's, it's not true either. It's inappropriate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As humorous as this is, we're we're gonna have to cut that out now. Three, two, one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm telling you, man, just trade in some old stuff. As you get older, you just you just you know efficiency. I can't let go. I have a hard time of letting go of you know. There's some nostalgia just left eh, on that Wii. That's a lie. Console. When's the last time you booted that Wii up? Be honest with me. Last time you booted it up. La- last night, my daughter wanted to play Mario. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Why don't you tell her there's a new so, fucking Mario? Okay. <laughs> well, that costs money, though. And she she was excited to play a Mario game, so... All right, this is I'll a... let her ha- mm-hmm. have it. This is a dead-end thing, but I'm just giving fish shit. Um, what about you, Josh? Is there mm-hmm. anything you want to mention on the podcast? I'm, I don't want to stand up going too long here. Um... Let's think... I got that Steam link that I I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast last week or not. Um, I know I mentioned it to you two, um, but there was a Valve had a sale on their Steam link where you got if you bought a game you could get the Steam link for a dollar mm-hmm. plus shipping. So it ended up being like fifteen bucks for a game and a Steam link, which. Is not really something I needed, but for a buck, I wasn't going to turn that down. Yeah. Um, so I can play any of my PC games. Because uh, in the old house, it really was not an issue. I just ran a HDMI cable from my computer and played stuff on the TV that way if I really wanted to play it on a TV, which was almost never. But occasionally, I'd want to put something over there. I did that more for movies than for games. Um, but um the steam link 
the Steam Link actually helps here because um, my office is upstairs now. So I have most of my tech and stuff upstairs and then have all the, you know, TV, living room, everything else set up downstairs. Uh, yeah. So that Steam Link is actually probably going to get some use now just so I can watch the kids and just turn something on, the comp- you know, turn on a PC game on the TV downstairs uh, without much hassle. So, yeah. Cool. Seems to be working fine so far. Very nice. Played a little bit of Hollow Knight the other day, streaming it huh. to the TV, and that seemed to work just fine. Very nice. Well, very cool. And uh, Shay, I know you're one of the Stranger Things stuff. Is there anything else you want to mention here as we close the show, my friend? Um, other other than other than that, really. Um, I've been I tried streaming a few times this week. It was less for trying to get a fan base and more for me practicing since I had never streamed before, but um, two nights in a row I streamed uh, just the first episode of The Walking Dead Season 3, The Telltales Game. Um, had a few people drop in and out, and uh, try, just trying to get the hang of it. Like, um, sh- Definitely not the game I would want to stream if I was actually advertising, because it's a dialogue-heavy game. Listening to my commentary over a dialogue-heavy game would be very abhorrent experience so just uh <laughs> just practicing with that mm-hmm. and uh getting getting the hang of that and um i think i think it'll be something fun for us once we start streaming more and getting used to that so i'm really excited to yeah. start doing that um i probably will try sometime this week to do destiny 2 once or twice and um uh, there, there are so many games. Like with that PSN sale that happened last week, I bought mm. like seven games. So I really need Pyre. to start yeah. cranking on. Curious your thoughts on Pyre too? Oh. Yeah, that's the last two months. I'm so still predicting you're gonna you love Pyre. So much. Woo! K- k- get so cranking. So much good stuff to play. <laughs> get cranking. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Man, that's gonna be. I'm excited to like catch up and have those conversations again about all those games. Pyre. Oh, I yeah. bought. I beat Edith Finch in like two hours, but we can talk about that whenever you mm-hmm. get around to it. Um, yeah, it's a short. It's a kind of the closest thing we have to like our our most relevant indie-ish, like inside limboy kind of game of the year. I think there hasn't been. It's been kind of quiet on that front. You know, last year we had like Abzu and Inside and um, a couple other ones, but it's been a little quieter. Even though, weirdly enough, like games like I still can't believe Cuphead was twenty dollars. Like. Jesus Christ, I've been playing that game for like a month. It was 20 fucking dollars. Like, they're getting ripped off. Those The people who made Cuphead should have been charging more for that game. I, I just don't understand. But No, oh, that's the beauty of that game. $20, and you jump into that experience, it just makes that experience even better. It's like, ah, so much value out of this game. It's true. Um, I think that kind of... um alludes to the fact that most games have that replay value of playing on harder difficulties. It's just you're more invested in this one. Well, I mean, even even if I... That's a, that's a good point. I would just say, even if I hadn't done the expert mode, just playing through on regular, I feel like... Maybe it's because the game's so difficult, it takes people longer, but I just feel like there's definitely more than enough to justify the $20 there, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I would have felt very comfortable playing 30 or 40 for it for the amount of time. Not even just for the amount of time, but for the amount of fun yeah. that that game gave yep. me. That was, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, oh, that's, it's an amazing game. So, 
Yeah, Lost Legacy was like eight hours long, and most people played forty dollars for that. So, I mean, there's a lot of AAA games out there that are charging more and giving you less. Um, also, uh, I mean, Sonic. Sonic was twenty dollars. That's a steal. That was a great, great twenty dollar game. I mean, I'm sure Josh feels like it was nineteen dollars too yes. many. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great way to get rid of twenty five, you know, twenty dollars that you know. <laughs> insulted your family yes. heritage or something if you just if you need to get rid of it in in the most defiling way you can possibly possibly dispose of that money it, that's then, it uh, that's a that's a very nice way to put it josh well they didn't get very far Shay, yeah. so they don't they don't understand you that's true the difficulty eluded it's, them it's too much yeah it was too much mm-hmm. for them yeah especially fish he mm-hmm. really conceptually sonic um fun show though we're gonna have a lot of games coming up to talk about and again we'll thank angela for being on the show with us today um and thank you our listener for taking time to check out our podcast we love you all growing a lot meeting a lot of new people out there on our social media thank you shay for being here from japan thank you josh for being here from michigan fish from texas and of course i'm broadcasting from Uh, montana yeah thank you morgan you're welcome you're welcome and uh yeah keep you from thanking yourself at the end of this podcast you know <laughs> i'm holding up mm-hmm. i'm holding up my switch now to taunt fish live on the webcam I want to thank everyone for listening i'll be digging into super mario odyssey this weekend and we'll have more next week thanks for checking out the oh, chomp cast yeah. peace out